Hi, everyone, and welcome back to SNC Adventures Talk It Out podcast. My name is Sydney, and today I'm joined by Sarah, who studied abroad at Universidad de Nebrija in Madrid, Spain. And I'll let our guest Sarah do a little intro for herself now. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a senior here at St. Norbert. I studied abroad my sophomore year in the spring semester of 2020, like she said, in Madrid. And I'm a psychology major and a Spanish minor. Awesome. We're so happy to have you on the podcast today, and we're really excited to hear about your experience. So I'll start right up into the questions. So what made you choose Madrid as your city to go abroad in? I chose Madrid because I wanted a city. I wanted um, a place where there was nightlife and a lot of culture and places to walk, public transportation, a good hub for a country. I didn't want to, I mean, a rural area would have been cool, but I, I, I'm i a city girl. I'm from yeah. the city. I like being in cities and it's my dream to move to a city when I graduate. So it was a good taste of that for me, especially because De Pere is so small that I wanted something more robust and to experience that. And then I also chose Madrid because because it was the heart of Spain. It seemed like the right place to be. And I'd heard so many good things about it. It just like seemed the right fit for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, was studying abroad something you always wanted to do, or did you find out about it just coming to SNC? I always wanted to study abroad. I think when I entered college, it was it was a sure thing that I wanted to do. It was just a matter of when. Yeah. I even wanted to find opportunities to study abroad twice, but um, with the pandemic, it kind of limited my options, and I chose some different routes, so I just ended up not studying abroad. Anyway, <laughs> I, I always wanted to study abroad, though. I, I want to travel. I want to see places. And it was going to Europe was just the top of my college bucket list, like forever. It was, yeah. For me, too. It's just like the hub of everything. Like you said, it can get to travel to so, so many other countries yeah. easily from there. Yeah. I think you meet so many cool people, too. Yeah. It's just awesome. What was your living situation like? Did you stay in an apartment or like a homestay? So I did a homestay, but it was rather unique, I would say, to anyone else I've met because it was a homestay, but I was the only student there. And I only had a mama. Like, I didn't have a papa, too. It was just mama and me. And we had a really nice apartment. I mean, I thought it was really nice in, like, just on – it's still in the heart of Madrid, but it's not in, the like, the El Centro. It's more, um, like, a couple subway stops away. So it mm-hmm. wasn't crazy busy, but, I mean – we were on a busy road and like there's a mall like literally across the street from me. So um, it was an apartment and I had my own bedroom and it had lots of closet space, which was nice because <laughs> I brought too many clothes. And then I had my own bathroom and it was so it was swankier than SNC could ever imagine. Wow. Like it would I had a bathtub and a shower head and um, a bidet and a toilet like, all to myself, like a beautiful vanity and so it was a really nice living situation, and my mama was very laid back. You know, I she always was concerned about me, but, like, she just let me have my space, and um, whenever I wanted to eat, I just let her know, and she would just cook for me, and breakfast, lunch, dinner. It was always ready for me in the morning, and I'd come home, and she'd have lunch for me, and then at night, I'd usually go work out and then come back, and she'd make dinner for me, and then I'd go to bed, but... It was like it was such a cool apartment and we had like a doorman and a really nice courtyard in the middle so like it was a kind of like vmc so there's yeah like all of the apartments and then there's a courtyard in the middle with this beautiful grassy area that i could just lay on and 
there was like cats in there too and that sounds like a dream it was and there's like a little cafe that i visited every day just me to my apartment it was like honestly heaven it was so cool <laughs> did you do a lot of shopping with the mall so close or you said you already brought a lot of clothes yeah but... unfortunately i did way too much shopping um <laughs> um fortunately unfortunately i don't know i did quite a bit in the beginning and then i was like you need to slow down and i did so but i did do quite a bit of shopping i the, the prices there are a lot cheaper in the first month of the year so in January, oh. they have Las Bajas, which are major sales. Like after King's Day, they have like 50% off, 75% off, like at all That's the nice, like all the stores. I mean, I got a lot of nice pieces of clothing for not a lot of money. And so it was really tempting. And um, I actually had to buy an extra suitcase to bring all my things out. Oh, I love that. Good for the but, soul, bad for the bank account. Right. It's okay. No, really bad for the bank account. I had to pay off my mom like at least six months after I left study abroad, but it was worth it. It was worth it. What were your some of your favorite aspects about the Spanish culture? And did you notice any similarities or differences from your home culture? Yeah, I so some of my favorite aspects, I think, were the late dinner. A lot of people don't like it, but I prefer eating later at night. I kind of like the schedule, the layout of the day, how there's the siesta in the middle of the day. Everyone's very laid back just so chill, really good vibes. Everyone's not in a rush. And that's so different from America. Yeah. And I think, and just the people are very friendly too. Not to say that, you know, Wisconsinites are very friendly, but they, I mean, the, my, I just hopped off the plane. My Uber driver was so nice. He made friends with me and whatever. He was like, if you need anyone or any recommendations, just shoot me a message. And then I, after I unpacked, I went on a rock around the neighborhood just to get a feel for the place. Mm -hmm. And the first coffee shop I went into, um, I made friends with the barista and she and I would hang out for like the next two months that I was there. Aww. And she would message me after. So like we became friends. And I mean, like I had just, I just gotten off the plane. So I think people are so friendly and I think that's similar to home, but it's also to a different extent in Spain. People, you know, like they're just a lot more loving and um, compassionate. I got lost on the subway on my like second day of classes and all of the locals were like helping me out and trying to like oh. help me figure out where I was going because I didn't have like, life. I didn't have cellular data yet. So that was stressful, yeah, but. That sounds stressful, it but was. it's reassuring to like just come to a country and if people are that like affectionate and helpful. That's amazing. They're so nice. And I'm trying to think of like any other differences. Um, I don't I I just think that my favorite part was definitely the people and how you walk everywhere too. I mm -hmm. wish that um Wisconsin was set up or like all the United States was set up in a way that like we all lived in like a hub and you could walk places rather than having to take a car everywhere because yeah, there's a no, car culture here. Right. So that's like big difference, but I, I prefer walking, honestly, public transportation. Did you get to do any other traveling to other countries during your time abroad? And where did you go? Yeah, I got to go. My The first place I visited was Morocco. Wow. And it was so, so when I, I made two girlfriends right when I got there. I did, I arrived a month early and did an immersion program and cost a little extra, but it was worth it because these girls had talked about this trip through a group called City Life Madrid. And it's a it's a group within 
the city, whatever, you get what I'm saying. And they organize trips to all places across Europe for usually study abroad kids, people who yeah. are like travelers. And it it's nice because they set up the trip for you and you don't have, all you have to do is show up and pay the fee and they have everything worked out. So I went to Morocco first, we went to Tangier and Chefchaouen. And then I went to um, Portugal, went to Lisbon and I went to Amsterdam. That was like a last minute trip. That was the weekend before we got sent home from the pandemic. Oh, yeah. And I met up with one of my St. Norbert friends there and it was really so cool. And then I also went to the South of Spain called Malaga it's where Pablo Picasso is from and oh yeah so we went to the beach at the end of February and it was like oh Wisconsin could never and so it was such like nice weather like the climate there is so different from so Wisconsin. beautiful so mm-hmm. beautiful and I also had trips play I bought tickets to France Amsterdam again because they have like a, a Passover holiday that's like a big deal there we're going to go to that and then I trips booked to Greece as well, but they all got canceled. So because of COVID. Yeah, but gotta go to a lot of places. So yeah, cool. it sounds like you made the most of the time that you had over there. Yeah. So, um, what did the start of the COVID situation look like for you? And was there anything that, like, initially when you're first hearing about it, that caused you to like start to worry, or how did that that situation happen? So talk about it started happening I would say late February Mm -hmm. and it was kind of in the rumor mill among all of us all of the study abroad kids like oh you know I heard in Italy you know I think it started when Italy started closing and Mm -hmm. um, the virus is going crazy over there and that's when rumor mill started oh we might be getting at home soon and our professors were like no like don't worry about it there's no way that's gonna happen you're fine you're safe like you're healthy it's gonna be okay like you're not gonna get sent home like that's just it's just rumor don't worry about it and people at home started messaging me too about it like oh did you hear about coronavirus like you know it's kind of crazy over here people are stocking up on toilet paper and I'm like what yeah the hoarding happened (laughs) yeah um and so like mid to late February is when it really started like going around the rumor mill. But then my last week there is when things started getting a little too real when there was talk about school closing. And then on a Monday I missed my classes cause I actually ended up in the Amsterdam ER cause I just like had a stomach bug, but mm-hmm. so I skipped class on Monday and that would have been my last day of classes. And I was so sad that I missed it because Tuesday, some kids had already flown home. Like their parents had their programs had already stopped. Their parents already pulled them. Girls like just people getting sent home left and right. And then Tuesday, all of the schools closed were closed for the next two weeks. And I was like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" Like, let's plan trips. All of the airfare was super low. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, everyone was trying to like book things. And then Wednesday um, is when Donald Trump put in the travel ban. I think. Yeah. So my mom was like, you need to take it home before Friday because it, we had thought that by Friday I wouldn't be able to get back to the U.S. until like it was lifted. The travel ban was lifted. It turns out U.S. citizens were allowed. But anyway, so I had Wednesday night, my mom booked my ticket home for Friday afternoon, and that was the worst. 
I was just crying and I was so sad and like I felt like all my dreams were crushed. Yeah, and <laughs> had that experience cut short. Not to be so dramatic, sad. but it was really sad. And the next day on Thursday, that's when the whole city started to change. Like things were like shops were closed, people were being very paranoid of one another, which was just very different for Spain altogether. Um, and what I had experienced. Yeah, with the vibe you were talking about before. Yeah. Everyone being so loving and then just the like switch. Yeah. Going yeah. to a checkout line and you have to stand like six feet back from the register because they don't want you to get like it was just such a like overnight, literally overnight change. Mm-hmm. And so I bought my extra suitcase because my mom was going to come visit me um, over Easter break and take some of my things home and that didn't happen. So I bought another suitcase and then packed up and went home on Friday and there was just kids crying at the airport. Like I think there was like a lot of study abroad kids that were being sent home. And I thankfully actually got sent home on a plane with someone that I knew from classes. Wow. So that was really cool that I got to fly back to New York with her. Mm -hmm. Um, We like got lunch in England because we were at the airport together, but St. Norbert was really like communicative and understanding and they were in great contact, but and there's only things so much that they could do. Yeah. You know, it was it was just really hard altogether uh, to be told that you're going to be sent home, like, so early. And it, it was just, like, an overnight change. You know, everyone's saying the week before, don't worry about it. You're not getting sent home mm-hmm. to pack your bags. You're going home tomorrow. And so it was just really bizarre and really sad. And I think it impacted everyone differently. And I really took it hard for the first month or I was just, like, pity me. Yeah. Life stinks, you know. My study abroad got cut short, but things could have been worse, you know. I'm healthy and safe, so mm-hmm. yeah. Did you feel like really isolated when you got back and like mentally just coming to terms with what happened, or did you talk with other people about it a lot? Um, I think that when I first came back, I I didn't I did feel isolated because I couldn't see anyone. Because everyone know, was isolated. I had a quarantine yeah. right away because everyone's like, True. oh, you're a walking germ. And <laughs> um, and so I guess I was just really frustrated when I got back because, you know, I felt like my dreams had been taken away and there were kids on spring break. And I remember there was a huge controversy over don't go away for spring break, like stay at home. And so I was really angry, I would say. And I can't shame those people because honestly like I feel like maybe I would have done the same thing if I was in their shoes but at the time I was so mad and I also just felt isolated because it's just me and my mom at home and I didn't have anyone to like play with or hang out with or so um I think it was just really scary to come back home and not be able to see anyone and just come back and be thrown into quarantine and I, it was just a lot of emotions at once. And I reached out, to, I, I got through it because I had my study abroad friends. We were all going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, even from home, had reached out to me being like, I'm so sorry. Like, that really stinks that your trip got cut short. Like, that's so unfortunate. So I didn't feel alone, emo- like, socially in a like a social media context. But, like, physically, it was really isolating. Yeah. But, um I definitely have my study abroad friends to rely on. You know, we FaceTimed a lot when we got back and reached out, and that's how we kind of stayed connected, but it was a huge bummer. Yeah. Do you still stay connected with them today or keep up with them on social media and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, I mean, my friends from Egypt, I still, like, keep up with on social media and Japan and South Korea and my friends in the United States. Um, the summer of 2020, I flew out to go see them on the East Coast, 
and that was so cool to like see them and a little reunion yes and i and um that was that was just so nice and i one of my study abroad friends came and visited me this past summer here at st norbert and um because i live on campus and she she drove up from indiana and came to see me and two of them go to asu so i hope to fly out to see them next semester so like we're very much in touch still like on social media and in person so mm -hmm. I'm happy that you still have all those relationships like and even in the time being when you can relate to people who have had the same exact experience of like that just horrible feeling of having your trip cut short. Yeah, because explaining it to people who weren't studying abroad like it's it stunk for everyone that was impacted by the pandemic. Like the whole world was and it yeah. affected everyone in a different way. But I felt like personally hurt in a special aspect, because it wasn't even like college was being ended, like study abroad was being ended, you know? Mm -hmm. So having those people who really understood where I was coming from and how it felt was really like uh, soothing. Mm -hmm. Were there any other challenges that you faced abroad besides coronavirus? Like, did you have any culture shock? Um, I think that there were things that I wish I had known before going abroad, like get your phone situation figured out before you go. Yeah. Make sure you have like your data situation figured out so you're not relying on Wi-Fi or spending $100 just to turn on your cellular data. So getting that figured out ahead of time, figuring out transportation ahead of time. I had to get a transportation card and I didn't know that in order to, I mean, it's just the cheapest way to use the metro or the bus. Mm -hmm. And it's 25 bucks a month, so cheap for unlimited travel. And But I just didn't know I was supposed to do that. So getting around was kind of tricky at first, and that was really frustrating. But I made friends that, like, helped me out with that, which was nice. And, I mean, a mild amount of culture shock, I would say. Like, just understanding the norms for my, my mama at home. Like, one time I came home and I had to use the bathroom really fast or really bad. So I used hers because it was the first one in the hallway. She was really offended by that. Mm -hmm. She's like, you have your own. Like, that's really personal. You shouldn't be going into my space. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, it was just like a hallway bathroom. I didn't, you know, things like really small things. I wouldn't have been able to predict ahead of time or one time. It's like my first weekend there. And she was making me eggs for breakfast and I was like, oh, I like them like with a little yolk. Like I like them runny is what I was trying to say. And mm -hmm. she was like, don't tell me how to cook. Like you do not tell me how to make my eggs. Okay. Oh my gosh. And I was like, on the I felt so bad. I wanted to cry. And she came back and she's like, I'm not mad at you. I just like, it's a respect thing. I was like, I'm sorry. Like I just like did it. In America, we tell each other we how we yeah. like, we tell each other how we like our eggs. The our steak, practice. everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So don't tell your mama how to cook. She might hit you with a chakla. Like she, <laughs> but that. I'll definitely take note for my time next semester in yeah, Spain. <laughs> yeah, but those are like the main things. Other than that, I mean, people are affectionate. Get used to the Spanish kiss. Like people might like be a little. I don't know if it's different because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. But they're very personable. They're very loving. Like I don't mind it because I know it's a part of their culture. But it might mm -hmm. be uncomfortable for some people. Yeah, at but first. That was yeah. Those are the main things. To end on a positive note, um, a nostalgic note, maybe what is your favorite memory from your experience abroad? Um I wanna say Morocco, but I wanna think about something from Spain. Like Morocco was a dream. It was like the best four days of my life, and I cannot like emphasize like it will never be topped. 
I don't know what could maybe my wedding day, but <laughs> um, when it comes to Spain, let me think for one second. Um, I don't know. I think my favorite memories are just walking around and seeing all the things that Spain has to offer and going to my favorite coffee shop, I think is my favorite memories. Just, they were always so nice to me and they knew my name and they had the best empanadas and they made the best cafe con leche. And I loved, I just loved going there to study every day. They had really good Wi-Fi, which was nice. That's important. And I like the, the, the vibe of the shop because I made friends that way where like I, someone would be sitting at a table with me that I like a stranger and I would talk to them like get to know them and you know ask them where they're from and they actually usually happen to be like Americans mm -hmm. and the weirdest thing was is one time I was talking with a girl at a coffee shop at the at that coffee shop and she had a Loyola sticker on the back of her laptop so I like I was like oh my god Chicago what like I'm from Milwaukee you know we got the chatting then two weeks later when I was on the Morocco trip, she just happened to be on that trip with me and she happened to be my roommate on that trip. What are the odds of that? And I was just like, that's so bizarre. And so that coffee shop really near and dear to my heart, it's called Rebel Cafe. And I have like a tote bag from it. The best memories, just, I love it. That's that so special. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much to Sarah for being our guest this week. And we're so excited to be recording again. See you next time.